Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. How's it been, kid? It's been good. What is it, two weeks, three weeks? It's been a couple weeks. You're looking different. Thank you. I was like, I got some sun. Yeah. No. Okay. Kind of. Oh, okay. Maybe. More shade than sun. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just saying. That's good, I guess. I guess. <laughs> Stay warm. It's hot. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Gosh. hot. Yeah. Don't me. Just came back to Louisiana and stepped off that plane, and it took my breath away. Yeah, because you were in the north. Yeah, but it was still hot. It was very hot there, but it was so cool. Like, it still wasn't as humid. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was... The sun was, like, beaming down on us, but... It still had a breeze. Like, I could find a shaded tree or just a, a seat outside and be able to sit there. I stayed outside every day, all day. See, here, mm-mm, I walked to church today, <laughs> and, and I was sweating. Right. I was a sweaty mess. I was coming from outside into the building just now. I was <laughs> like, wait a minute. Like Thank sweating. you, Louisiana. Right. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for, yeah. <laughs> for the heat. Right. <laughs> So, in the meantime, what else has been going on? You enjoying your summer break? I am. I'm living my best life, uh-huh. whatever that means. Uh-huh. I, you know, summer, this summer is kind of different because I usually try to work mm-hmm. somewhere in the summer. Right. And this summer, I did not. So, you know, I, I just had a lot more free time on my hands. Okay. So I'm just like, <laughs> so while I <laughs> am enjoying it, I'm kind of like, all right, two more weeks, let's go. Oh, that's awesome. I'm yeah. enjoying my summer as well. As it's coming to an end, uh, I know. we're working, ready to start back up full fledged, which it never stopped for me, but right. <laughs> definitely enjoying my summer and enjoying the people mm-hmm. around me. So, today, mm-hmm. definitely wanted to continue our conversation from where we left off with yeah. our experience in Kenya, mm-hmm. our mission trip. Ooh, yeah. Shout out to all the Kenyans. We yes. miss you guys. The Kenyans, the people we went to Kenya with. Shout yeah. out to everybody. It was awesome. Yeah. So today we wanted to go a little bit different than we, we started off in the initial uh, podcast once we returned. We talked about just like our experience in the mission, our, our uh, what we saw, what we heard, what we experienced spiritually. Mm-hmm. And this time we want to look at it from a being black. In Africa. Being black, say it loud. <laughs> and proud. <laughs> right. Yay. Yeah. And maybe a little bit too of the spiritual part. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because that, is still, that still played a major role in, mm-hmm. throughout the whole entire trip. And just seeing how the Kenyans, even in a different continent. The Kenyans are real. Girl, right. Fly, girl. Right, right. Mm-hmm. They still worship Jesus just like us. They know the songs we know. Like, they know even... Some songs I don't know, right? <laughs> and they sing. Oh my goodness, they sing so heavenly. Like, oh my god. Right. Okay. Well, we gotta like get into it before we get into it. Okay. <laughs> right. So we do have a special guest with us. Um, he is like known to us as D. <laughs> but uh, we have he D. is no, no. He is known to Brandy is who is this oh, DeAndre? Wait a minute. We gotta tell the people like. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not going to tell the people. Okay. <laughs> right. But that's how we did. But right. <laughs> so we have uh, D, as we so affectionately call him, hey, uh, with us today. D was one of our uh, partners in the group that we went on the mission trip with. And he's going to talk a little bit about his experience as well. Welcome, D. Thanks for joining us. Hey, y'all. Welcome. Glad to, glad to be here. Glad you know, you're here. so famous i'm just oh, glad you graced us with your presence you know? <laughs> i wish i will say this before we start when we talked about this on well you weren't there friday when we kind of got together how it's just cool that the relationships that you get yeah like you're sitting down with people who like you would have never sat with before yeah trip. and you don't even go to our church right, right? so it's like yeah. where'd you come from 
But we're happy you came. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. So I guess the first question before we get into that that we usually ask people, which really mm-hmm. is kind of not off topic, it's on topic, but off topic, is like, how has God been in your details? Like, that's probably a big question, but our tagline is God is in the details. So I guess if you could just kind of start there, like, just from growing up, were you always like, you know, I got saved when I was eight. Well, I was baptized when I was eight, right? But then you live yeah. life and it's like, so how did you get to this full circle moment where you ended up on a missions trip to Kenya? Okay, I'm going to give you a short version. So, wow, let's see. When you speak of God being in the details, I didn't necessarily, I'm not the kid that grew up whose parents made them go to church. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't even, they weren't together, and my mom didn't really go to church, like, talking about it. I mean, she'll go for, you know, uh, special holidays, or we'll go to funerals or whatever at a church, but it wouldn't be a church service, you know, but I didn't, I wasn't a kid that grew up in church. Mm-hmm. So, I had a great aunt, though, who, she was always in church, and she told me, she was like, hey, look, there's a guy that plays the organ at our church, you mm-hmm. need to come here, because I was always like, music's like my biggest passion, so... Uh, went to the church and that's when I met I'll see it there guy who leads worship at Healing Place mm-hmm. and he was on the organ over there <laughs> one of the best singers and organists that I know yeah. and um, so he sat there and I was about 15 years old and so um, he was like uh, hey do you play and I said yeah I do play but I don't play like you I play like a lot of you know classical music and stuff like that I read music and so I sat on the keyboard and I played like a Bach invention or something he was like hey kid come here you just got a job or you know, start playing next Sunday and I'm like wait I just got a what I don't even know how to do this like what are you saying so right. I don't even know you like what are you talking about so from there God was in the details there because God kind of knew that I was going to need like a male role model like him. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that man has been there for every single thing that I've done, every, he uh, came to my, all the way down to like my class ring ceremony in uh, high school. Wow. He was there. He yeah. was on high school graduation. He helped me to get into college. He walked me through the process. He warned me of what was up there. Uh, he was at my college graduation. He was at all three of my recitals at Southern. He, you know, uh, he was at my law school graduation. He even came to my swearing-in ceremony when I graduated. After I graduated, and swore, got sworn in to practice law. So when you think of God being in the details, those are details that I didn't know who was going to fill that spot. Mm-hmm. I did not know because my dad wasn't there. You know, I'm working on that relationship with him now. I'm actually going to drive to Dallas right after we finish our podcast to kind of go spend some time with him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so God was in those details because that was a part of my life. I just did not know who was going to be there. My great grandfather was there, but he's sixty something years older than I am. You know, he doesn't really know the culture and all of that stuff. He knows what he knows from his time, but he doesn't mm-hmm. know how this time has changed. And you know, I'm growing up in this time, so God kind of put him there, and he was very detail oriented with what he had him to show me mm-hmm. through him. It was, I mean, stuff from. How to tie a Wednesday night on a tie. Yeah. How to mm-hmm. deal with, you know, just different situations in the church. How to uh, how to properly treat women. I mean, I always saw him treat his wife with respect, you know. Mm-hmm. He was always married and never stepped out, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And we had a lot of real conversations, you know. He yeah. talked me into, uh, well, not talked me into, he talked me through the process of him moving from an apartment into buying a house. And yeah. that's something he doesn't know because, you know, he told me uh, about him leaving out of the apartment, buying a house. And that kind of inspired me to just go buy a house when I left out of my parents' house. So yeah. that's kind of how I did it. And, um, you know, so in the details, he just kind of covered a lot. Mm, yeah. Cover, I like He covered that. a lot. That's a good word, yeah. Through using that man. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of how, and then also, full circle, let me bring it to the mission trip. So uh, he had to sing for, it was like a governor's uh, morning of prayer that mm-hmm. was held at the state capitol at the Senate chambers. And so when mm-hmm. I pulled up, I was playing keyboard for he and uh, another lady who was singing and Papa Dave was there. I didn't know who Papa Dave was. Oh, I didn't know wow. He okay. was there supporting y'all said. So when I uh, pull up, um, my truck was broken, so I had to take my car. And I let the top down on the car. I picked this big amplifier out and, mm-hmm. you know, pick it up, take it out, and take my keyboard out. And Papa Dave's like, hey, I'll help you. And I'm like, this old this old guy's about to push this big heavy amp. I'm like, this thing is heavy. I don't even want to push it. Right. But Papa Dave grabbed the amp, and he pushed the amp up there. And we talked the whole time. Mm-hmm. And so then after we uh, finished playing, you know, say the atmosphere there, Papa Dave walks up to me and says, hey, I'm going to Kenya. Would you like to go? And you know, you know, you don't, I don't really know this guy. And I'm just yeah. like, okay, yeah, I'll go send me the details. Yeah, whatever, whatever. You know, gave him a business card. Right. And yeah. two days later. Right. Sure, I'll go to Africa. Yeah, you know, like two days later, he said, send me your name exactly, exactly as it appears on your passport. I'm like, wait, so this man was serious? Right. <laughs> like, so he wasn't joking. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of told me a little bit about the mission trip there uh, while I was talking to Al Sid and, 
he said, you know, you do this and you do that. And you have to go with these shots and do this. And we leave on this date to this date. And I'm just thinking, like, wait, so I'm really about to go to Kenya to do a mission trip? <laughs> like, this just came out of nowhere. I came yeah. here expecting to play. I had taken off from my job that day mm-hmm. uh, to go play and to go home. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect to end up going to Africa and meeting you ladies and doing everything we did out there. <laughs> oh, so, not just meeting circle. us, but we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, full circle. Like, God was in even those small details that I didn't mm-hmm. even know. So, you know, so... Uh, yeah, that's full circle right there. That's dope. And the crazy thing is, like, y'all told us how close y'all were. Oh, yeah. But like, I feel like this dad. explanation is like, okay, it shines yeah. a better light yeah. on. Since I was like 14. Yeah, so that's like big dad. brother. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that's Big brother slash dad slash yeah. friend slash all of that. That's you know? awesome. Yeah. Okay. I think I learned that on the plane when we were all those offs on the point i think i heard that that <laughs> yeah. story of how close you were but that is that is dope how god is in the details so my uh question would be to you just like thinking okay so we talked about uh the going on this trip before we went um and i was faced with some hurdles so wanted to get your uh Oh, I'm sorry, I lost the word. I'm just going to yeah. see how you, if you, were you uh, faced with any hurdles before coming on this trip? Um, let's see. I, uh, hurdles before before the trip. Um, I guess like a physical hurdle that I was faced with was trying to get all those shots in time. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to get my uh, passport because I had one, but it had expired in uh, March of 2017. So I had to drive to New Orleans. To get a new passport, you know, the Wednesday before the Friday before we left. Yeah. So dad also had to get uh, the shots and all of that stuff. And certain places didn't give like the yellow fever shot. Mm-hmm. I still didn't get that one, but I got everything else. So that was one physical Traveling hurdle. Traveling dirty, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was one physical hurdle. Um, I didn't really necessarily have any mental hurdles or, or stage fright or anything. I mean, because I'm a teacher in the school system. I'm mm-hmm. always up in front of, you know, students talking about school mm-hmm. and talking about music. And then I'm also an attorney. So when I go to court, I have to get in front of a judge and make appearances and mm-hmm. fight my case and do all of that stuff. And I'm constantly in front of people. So it wasn't necessarily, uh, that wasn't necessarily like a hurdle for me to get up in front of people. I didn't have the fear to, you know, do that. And then I sing in front of people all the time at church. Yeah. So it wasn't something that I was, you know, that wasn't a, a hurdle. Uh, mentally, though, uh, I would say, okay, I'm about to get on this plane. It's about to be a long ride. Yes. It's not in first class, which is cool. So I'm six <laughs> one. I'm about to be cramped up right. next to whoever. Luckily, I ended up next to you. Right. You didn't sleep all bad, and you know, whatever. Right. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, let's see. Mentally, though, um, okay, you're about to get ready to take this trip. You're about to go to Africa. How's it gonna be there? Okay, what are the cultural norms? Mm-hmm. What do you say? What mm-hmm. do they say when you when you walk into a room? Because here, back in Louisiana, when you walk into a room, you speak. Yes, if right. you don't speak, mm-hmm. somebody going, well, I didn't sleep in the, uh, in the bed with you that right. night. You know, right. Right. You know right. like, what are, the, what are the cultural differences and how do we address them without being offensive? Yeah. How do we um, deal with them without being insensitive? Yeah. How do we, you know, get to a point to where we are comfortable with them but not so comfortable, but then not so uncomfortable to the point right. to where mm-hmm. we don't know which perspective to come at them. How are their facial expressions? Or if they're looking at me like this, is that a good thing or is that a bad <laughs> right. thing? You know, mm-hmm. so it's like just those types of things, you know, I kind of thought about, but I was like, you know what, Holy Spirit, just go, go before yeah. us and just deal with all of that before we get there. Cause I don't want to say anything offensive, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Did you have any like expectations? Like I know, for me, people have pain. I've never, this was my first time going to Africa and just reading in textbooks, just like the pictures people paint or the stigma that is placed on Africa. It's just like poor, it's gonna be dirty, it's just not gonna be a good place to go. Oh, you gotta get all these shots. So you gonna catch something if you know you don't protect uh-huh. yourself. Did you have like any expectations after hearing all it? First off, I expected it to be hot. As a kid, I always watched like National Geographic and, and stuff about big cats and lions and tigers and leopards and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so every time they portrayed Africa, it was like the sun out. It was like dry grass, mm-hmm. little tumbleweeds flying, right. the lions. Lions sees the gazelle on the savannah. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be like that. And it's going to be burned up hot. Luckily, I said, okay. 
when when I'm flying, I might be able to control a little vent, but then again, it may be central. So let me just bring this little cardigan to wear yeah. uh, on the plane. And I ended up wearing the cardigan every day. Yeah. <laughs> because it rained every day. And it, was, right. it was chilly. It so was that winter. Was, it was that winter. Yeah, yeah. So I was expecting it to be hot. Um, <laughs> as far as um, thinking you're going to catch something and all of that, I said, okay, I know that whenever you go to any foreign country, not just Africa, you kind of stay away from the fruit growing on the trees. Mm-hmm. You stay away from the, the water running yeah. out of, you know, the pipes and stuff like that. Because, I mean, you know, the FDA is an is a American organization. Yeah. And so that's not necessarily worldwide. <laughs> so the stuff that may be approved here yeah. may not necessarily be FDA approved there. So I just kind of said, okay, just watch that. Yeah. Stick to package stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, and I don't I don't really buy too much stuff that people sell on side of the road here. <laughs> right. So I wasn't necessarily going to fall victim okay, to yeah. or, you know, enjoy those things that they sell over there because I'm just like, I just don't do that, period. You know, mm-hmm. not just in Africa. I don't do it in Louisiana. Yeah, I'm the risk taker. I was like, yes, I would love some of that roasted corn. I was like, Look, it did smell good, though. I can't lie. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. It was like tough, though. Like, it, if it had some butter, mm-hmm. pop. A little butter, a little honey, uh-huh. a little mm-hmm. salt. Pop it. Yeah. So, DeAndre yeah. didn't get to experience like the meetings that we had because you weren't attending in church. And I don't know when this, uh, when you met Papa Day to get yeah. invited. Um, so we, they kind of walked us through like what to, ex- kind of what to expect, what we should have brought, what we should and should not eat and those things. So we were kind of prepared for that. But what I was saying, Kendallin, you can agree with me, um, that we weren't prepared for was the dress. Uh, so they told us to, oh, just, you know, wear your, wear some clothes, you know, don't, don't wear your Sunday's best because, you know, you're going to be in Africa, you're going to be in school, so, you know, but dress appropriately, but don't, you know, go all out. We got there, those Kenyans was all out. They were dicked out, man. I was like... Yeah, and so as a reminder to you guys, we, um, there was a team from Louisiana, a team from Alabama, and then there was a team from Kenya, and every day we split up into groups and went to school, so... We're talking about the awesome Kenyan team that we work with. Mm-hmm. How they were so fly. Yeah. <laughs> right. They were definitely fly. They were definitely prepared. They were definitely like, I'm getting in front of a mm-hmm. group of people speaking about God. So, therefore, I am going to be presented well. Like, I'm going to present. I'm talking about God, so I'm going to present myself well when I get up, get up in front of these students. And they did that. And I'm just like, we probably should be, you know. I'm not saying you got to be in a four-piece suit or nothing, right. but, I mean, we could have been dressed way better, mm-hmm. like, way better than we were. So, that was kind of, I was kind of taken back mm-hmm. <laughs> on that. I was just like, man, I could have put on some better clothes, I promise I brought all the oldest clothes in the universe that I Because <laughs> I was like, I had told Ken I was going to leave my whole suitcase. Like, I was prepared to leave a whole suitcase in Africa if I had to. Like. Gotcha. Yeah, some of those guys are like fly, like John. Oh, John was fly. Kevin, Kevin, yeah. Kevin, Mm -hmm. Eusebia with all her beautiful African Mm -hmm. stuff on. Hey, Eusebia. She smelled Mm -hmm. so good and her Mm -hmm. smile was so pretty. Wait, let me me come back. Right, right. Uh, Come back, come back. But yeah, everybody was kind of, you know, everybody was dressed up. Like, I kind of, I didn't really know. I always, and you, you know what, you're right. I didn't go to those meetings, but I always just in my brain, just envision what I'm going to be doing and then how I'm going to look. I'm a big perception transition person. Like I mm-hmm. look at perception of how people are going to perceive what this looks like. I look at, yeah. okay, the transition between this and this is going to look this way. What's going to happen during the transition? So what I did, I played it safe. I bought like a bunch of Banana Republic kind of chino type slack pants that could that you can wear a t-shirt with that you could also wear a polo with. Okay. I bought a few Aldo shoes that I had, like tennis shoes, kind of like the ones I have on now. And uh, I just bought like a bunch of polos. <laughs> and I bought a few t-shirts. I bought some tank tops. I said, I probably never wear these. Yeah. I wore one one day, but then like I said, it was cold. So uh-huh. I had on a tank top with a cardigan. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of prepared enough to where I could I could blend in but then I won't stand out too much. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing you now, of course. Right. Oh, I mean, you man, would be like, a, you know, what else should we expect? We do right. What we do, right. right. This man was in the mall shopping for dress clothes, that's, though. So that's right. He was on the right path. We were, <laughs> we were the ones missed him. We were the ones. I see he also brought that up, too. He was like, well, they didn't even tell us to dress up because the Kenyan team, like, every they day looks so nice. And I overheard some of the girls um, talking about how, like, well, yes, I wear trousers, but I can't do that when I preach about Jesus, you know. Um, yeah, I'm like, oh. And we come from a different culture, though. So, I mean, 
we can wear it's okay for us to like wear jeans and stuff but i think if we would have known yeah now yeah. that we would have been a little more inclined to be like well shoot well you know let me step my game up yeah. but what i will say and i don't know if we talked about this last time like some of them had on dress shoes and I think they were like walking on top of the mud. Right. You know, whereas me and my tennis shoes, I was like, Oh Lord, I don't wanna fall. <laughs> you know? Y'all know I was slipping in that mud at that one school. Right. Almost I think they mind. just mastered the art of walking on walking, yeah. you know, and on yeah. the mud and stuff. We were like, Struggle City. Yeah. But they looked amazing. What did you enjoy most about your trip mm-hmm. from Africa? Oh, it's 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 Oh, wow, it's a lot. Um, I enjoyed... I'm just going to go in order from how we got there. The okay. only thing that I didn't really enjoy was the flight, because the flight was so long. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed talking to you on the flight, and mm-hmm. then you hear some more music and stuff, and you stuff just, like that. I enjoyed that. that. <laughs> I did enjoy that. Yeah. But the flight was long. But when we got there, let's see... Uh, I kind of enjoyed the weather. It wasn't hot, but right. it wasn't... You know, it was kind of chilly, like we've stated, but it was, it was okay. It was mm-hmm. a big adjustment from coming from Louisiana to mm-hmm. going there that was cool though I can deal with that because this heat here is, is totally it's just, disrespectful yeah I yeah. don't know if disrespectful is a strong enough word I can't think of a strong <laughs> one it's so hot out there anyway um, so yeah we went to the safari uh, the safari was cool the first night uh, it was cool the, the lodging was, was, was pretty cool the ride that was rough because their roads aren't really paved mm. and uh, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like you know hitting the bumps and and they fly and they drive really, really fast. Mm-hmm. They don't have any street lights, uh, street lines in the road, or not too many signs inside the road. It's kind of like a no holds barred, ladder match. You just do what you want to do in your car. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that part I didn't really care too much for, but you know, hey, it's a way around. Yeah. So just, you yeah. know, just pray and God cover us, and He did. Yeah. Um, let's see. Enjoy the safari. The safari was crazy. I never, I could never go to another zoo again. No. After right. seeing those animals in like the natural habitat, I'm like, go to a zoo for what? Right. You know? Right. Yeah. It's so not even the same. It's not, it, it's not the same at all. Yeah. I live down the street from a zoo and, and it, it's over. Right. But yeah, so. <laughs> Zoos uh, are overrated, underrated, really. They really are. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. Um, uh, I loved the food. Mm-hmm. At Breckenhurst was, yeah. was was really really good, mm-hmm. and um, but the part that I really really loved the most, honestly, was that was the most like fulfilling was really getting out there and talking to those kids, yeah. like sharing our testimonies yeah. and you know just giving them some stories out of the Bible and you know one thing that I'm I'm big on is uh, relate making things relational mm-hmm. because by me being a teacher, yeah, I can teach you about this, but if you don't, if I can't make it relate to you then you don't care. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, or I have to make the connection. So just yeah. going in there and um, just knowing this familiar Bible story that I actually went to Alcides Church and um, spoke on once before mm-hmm. um, from Daniel 1 when uh, he and his four friends were being, his, he and his three friends, four of them were being tested uh, mm-hmm. by the king and they were given his wine and his meat and they were told, you know, I don't want to, I don't, Daniel basically asked the prince of the eunuchs, hey, can I not eat this? And can we just eat vegetables and water? And you look upon us after 10 days and look upon them. And Daniel and his friends were fair. And they ended up, you know, knowing a little bit more, being smarter mm-hmm. than all the astrologers and stuff like that. So, okay, you can say that and leave that there. But then taking that and then saying, hey, you, you need to make sure that you're like Daniel, that you're respectful. You need to make sure that you surround yourself with people that are going to be respectful like Daniel. Mm-hmm. And so that you and your people that you surround yourself with can all end up smarter like those like Daniel and his friends did Mm -hmm. just taking that and just making that relational and just seeing those kids go "Mm," Mm hmm everything for me yeah yeah that did everything for me and so just doing that two days you know two different times sometimes three um two three four five six days in a row it's just knowing that you know you're bringing God's word to them in a different way Mm -hmm. and they're getting it yeah. yeah, they're seeing it and they're understanding it, and just knowing that it made up. It may affect someone making a decision. It may affect someone getting into a bad relationship. These young young kids, it may stop them from doing all kind of stuff that these young kids are peer pressured to do. Mm-hmm. So just knowing that just kind of sealed it for me. Yeah. It was like the best part of the trip. 
And I think you and I, like, we were never in a group together. Right. But we probably... I, I was in a group with you either. Yeah, the last day. The last day. No, the last day. No, the, the last day. No, Brandon, Brandon, no. Seriously, I got something on my phone wrote down that that girl said at the okay. girl's school. All right, preach, time. preacher. She, she did. She yeah, did. but we probably relate most on just our thought process, like, going into talking to kids. Because we work with kids every day. Right. So, we're coming into it knowing how practical... Can Mary. what I say be to them? Right. So I feel you on that part. That was like always my thing. Like, okay, yes, I'm gonna tell my testimony if it's appropriate. You know, if it's if I can make it practical to them. But a mm-hmm. lot of times, like, what can I say to them that they can take away, take away. Mm-hmm. and apply to their life? So yeah, yeah. Um, being a black male mm-hmm. in Africa, mm-hmm. how did seeing the culture there affect you? <sighs> It it was just different. Yeah. It was just different. It wasn't what I expected, but then I didn't expect anything. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing I did expect was it to be hot. Yeah. I know that, um, you know, I know that whenever you go to like a different country, things are going to be different. The mm-hmm. food is going to be different. The way people dress are gonna, is going to be different. But I didn't necessarily expect to see people, you know, running around doing tribal dances and stuff like that. Because, I mean, it's maybe in some parts, but just like how... Here in the U.S., we have some parts that are, you know, a little bit more fancy or richy yeah. than others. And then you have, like, your slums and your ghettos here. Yeah. I expected the same thing there. Mm-hmm. So, the culture. It, it just... I was just already... I, I came there open. So, I'm yeah. just like, whatever it is that I see, I'm just going to see. Like, so, there, there was nothing that was shocking. Nothing really shocked me too, too much. Because, I mean, I, I knew and I understood that, you know, a lot of us, we live in big brick houses and stuff here. And... You know, I kind of expected that some of them wouldn't necessarily live in houses like that. And just driving around and seeing the places where they live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm thinking, I just had a, a house. I had to just figure out if I want to do bamboo floors or ceramic tile. And, and this house has a dirt floor. Yeah. You know, just stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of made me like, wow. Yeah. But to see that those people, uh, they don't have as much. But they, it seemed like they had so much more Jesus on the inside of them than a lot just of joy people in here yeah. do. You know, we have all this stuff, yeah. but we have like that much God. Yeah. It's like they had this much stuff and, and that, that much, much God. God. Yeah. That kind of shocked me. For yeah. those of you who can't see, he did like, <laughs> like a, small, um, a little, a small for stuff and yeah. a lot for God. Yeah. And yeah. I think for me, like, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily have an expectation like, one of my best friends is Nigerian. So, you know, just mm-hmm. being around her family, like, obviously, like, you know, it's normal. But for some reason, especially, like, I feel like when we were younger, those commercials that would come on TV about Africa, it's like, that you must just be showing all of the villages, which people do live in villages there mm-hmm. still, too. But there's also places that are really developed as well. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't, like, an expectation culturally like that. But I think for me, like, just being like getting off the plane is like oh my gosh like i'm in africa because right. you hear all your life like your roots probably come from africa or people saying y'all should go back to africa mm-hmm. it's like first of all i've never been right. but you know now i have so you know right but it's just like things like that it's just like this mystical place that you don't really know what's there mm-hmm. you don't really know how your dna fits there but it's just always like that's my roots like in your mind so I should go. So I think for me, that was an exciting thing. Just like, you know, the play like, I am just, I'm here. Yeah. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's a rich country. Why didn't I come sooner? Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Did the kids like ask questions that like shocked you? I know they asked a lot of questions, like worldly questions, like, do you know if Nicki Minaj believes in God? <laughs> Somebody asked me that, and I'm just like, uh, I think she did a song with so. Tasha Cobb. Right. I, I guess so. Right. Right. Like, I, mean, I would say yes. Is that going to make you believe? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think she prayed every morning. All right. Yeah. All right. So, were there any questions like that that made you go like, mm, <laughs> that the kids asked? Um... One of the kids, well, the, this this kind of made me laugh because it was something that Josh and I talked about, and I didn't really share this with anybody because I was like, really, okay, whatever. Why would you Why would you ask me that? <laughs> but so one of the kids asked me. He said, um, because uh, I told him to call me D. He uh-huh. Said D, how old are you? I said I'm 31. He said, and you're not married. Ah. Uh. 
I said, look, right. I just pointed at him. I was like, look, God ain't say it's time for me to do all that right. yet, but I'm working on that. So you you just, you know, you, you, you prayed for me on, on that. And I, and I had a tone and I had a look. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I said, man, I'm just joking. But no, I'm not. But that is something to point out culturally, value-wise, value yeah. just in general, like not even just marriage. They, um, I feel like they have, I'm not going to say they have stronger values, but I, I, it feels like overall as a people, they just really like try to live on their values. They Whereas do. here, you just kind of do yeah, what you want to do. Like, yeah. yeah, you might have people who are like super into morals and values and people who are not. Um, but education is a value system. Yeah. Uh, this idea of family, yeah. marriage. Uh, the food. Even the food. They, like, cause yeah. That day we went to the mall. Like, not that so much that they didn't have the money to spend and eat it was just that the money they spent and ate with us at the mall could buy a week's worth of food yeah so it's just like and like eh, we don't want that like i just, mean yeah put in their power it's like they have certain places where they put their priorities and they really try to live by that and it's like if you go off that path you're like not normal right whereas in america i feel like at one point obviously it was that way but now mm -hmm. it's really not so yeah that's crazy yeah mm hmm Speaking of being married. Uh -oh. Here we go. <laughs> no, we ain't gonna go there. I ain't gonna put your business out there like that. Um, <laughs> I wanna put it out there, but you know, later. So, DeAndre, in your group, I don't know if you experienced this or not, but like in my group, when we go to a school, um, people would notice me, of course, because I had my natural hair. And they would think that I was with the Kenyan team until I spoke. Mm -hmm. And we got, once I started speaking, of course, they would giggle and uh, mm. stop. But they were so engaged in our white brothers and sisters that was with us. Yeah, like, they, were, they yeah. wanted to touch hair. They wanted to pull hair off the arms of their mm -hmm. stuff, off their arms, on their face. Mm -hmm. they, just want, they just could not believe it was real. Did you did you experience that in your groups and how did that make you feel? Um, were they like drawn to you? Right. Like uh, I think we were um, in the was it you save it? It may have been I don't know who we were with in a group that day, but uh, what is the word? Uh, I forgot the word they use for white people. But anyway, we were pulling was, up. That's why I was trying to pull up now. <laughs> uh, I think it's like it was a dang. word that they use for white boy. Yeah, like, Papa Dave said it. I was trying to pull it. Yeah, up. and as soon as we were pulling up, they said that, and I feel like you, they were gracious that we were there. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I experienced. Like they liked you know talking to me, and I had one girl ask me. She's like, "Are you a Black American?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yes." Um, but I saw they like really were just like oh the white people that wouldn't touch their hair and yeah. of course i think because the areas we were in it's not like you know what we hear about south africa it's not really mixed you know yeah. they don't really get to see a lot of people that look different so yeah i i think some of the girls in in our group like they just wanted to see them they wanted to touch their hair and they wanted to talk to them and you know ask them about different i think one of them asked uh i can't remember which girl it was but they asked them about like what did they put in their hair or something like that. They they were fascinated about hair, and mm -hmm. I, I just remember Papa Dave saying that they wanted. To, I mean Emmett saying that they were looking at the hair on his arm and they yes. wanted to pull it and touch it and all of this. And yeah. All of that. Um. They didn't really. I guess not so much me. I guess because they're used to seeing you know black people, but I'm I'm black American, so yeah. I don't necessarily I don't think look like maybe what a Kenyan would look because I'm a little lighter skin I guess than most people that were there, mm -hmm. but. It just, it was, um, I didn't really encounter that too much. Like, yeah, not with yeah, me personally. Yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah. Yeah. They were, yeah. maybe because I was with baby brother Matt with this red hair. Oh, oh. they lost he it. He was a superstar. Oh, my yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they were losing it yeah. everywhere we went he's when really they saw him. Too. Yeah. And yeah. he's really tall, right? And very friendly. So yeah. he very was nice. very, like, cool you know, he was with really the cool. kids. So yeah. that really, really helped. So that was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found that very, but you know, I think it's kind of like, the same thing here, but in reverse. Like, I remember growing up in school and, like, with your white friends, they'd be like, oh, so, can I touch your hair? Like, how does your hair get like right. that? You it know, was, so yeah. it's just like, if they didn't grow up, you know, in small circles around black people or people who had different hair textures, it's mm -hmm. just like kind of that thing, like, oh, I want to touch it and see, like, what does it feel like, you know? Yeah. So, just out of curiosity. Just a, it's just a science experiment, <laughs> you know, that's what that is. <laughs> Did you develop like relationships uh, with some of the Kenyan guys that were on the on the trip? Did y'all like 
have some of the, like similarities, talk about the same things that y'all have, like other than God, of course. But yeah, we definitely did. Like we talked about uh, John and I talked about music, and um, they were actually talking about it. I'm not a really a big sports fan, but they were talking about how John looked like Kevin Durant. You know, we were just talking about that, but like, I'm not really uh, into sports or whatever, but I am into music. I'm into, I love like clothes and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. So I was talking to John about just different places where they go and shop and buy clothes and like, what, what would you wear to this type of event? What would you wear to that? I was talking to Mark too, because Mark was fly also, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like th- those are like the younger Kenyan guys that I like got to uh, be with. And then I actually ended up walking around the mall with them and I'm like, okay, look, Take me to a store that sells this. Okay, cool. We're running there. I don't like this stuff. In there. Okay, take me to another store that does mm-hmm. this. So we just were kind of um, talking about mainly clothes and um, one. I want to say uh, Matt may have asked me about like my job or something like as an attorney. Like when it gets complicated, and I was telling him about like a divorce situation, and then he Mark kind of jumped in. And he was talking about how we don't do divorce too too much here. Once we get married, you know, you're mm-hmm. married and. And they tend to get married like a lot younger mm-hmm. in Africa because you say that she's 24, she's 25. And so when she mm-hmm. said, you're 31, oh no, you need a wife. You take too long. Oh. And I was like, Ugh, again, sorry. <laughs> you I'm like, like I was telling you that. No, you girl, <laughs> like, yeah. I need to meet you. <laughs> yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, it's just a little different. But we talked about like that type of stuff, like family stuff. And we talked mm-hmm. about um, not, not too much church because I mean, we were there like for church. Yeah. So we didn't really discuss it so much but mm-hmm. just family stuff and uh clothes fashion and music stuff like that that's awesome yeah. yeah um i think another thing is and we talked about this a little bit before it's just like when you get there to like connecting to that black experience like experiencing things that you may experience here in america and mm-hmm. being like okay wait like what's happening or am i being like overly sensitive i find myself being extremely but i guess because i'm like this here protective of like whatever we did or mm-hmm. said around especially our kenyan team because i just never wanted to come off offensive mm-hmm. like did y'all have that experience where you just felt like dang i want to make sure that for myself like i'm very mindful of what i say how i say if i'm like i never ever like clean my hands after like working with the kids or anything like to me i was just like okay whatever you know Whereas, like, in some instances, other people did, which is fine, but it's just, like, like you were saying in the beginning, how do I, like, how do I behave? Like, what's the yeah. cultural norm? Like, what's respectful? Like, what's not, you know? Right. I find myself, like, on overload just thinking about that because I'm like, they look like me, and I just want them, you know, to know that I respect them and love them. So, I don't know if y'all had that. Well, I kind of came from the perspective of people are people. Yeah. And so if I'm not going to go into, because in my classroom, I, I teach high schoolers. So I shake hands all day long. Yeah. All day long. And I mean, I may go wash my hands if I plan on eating or something like that, but I'm not going to, okay, these kids just walk around and go wash my hands. Yeah, I know, you know kids I, are I, not, I, mm-mm, kids and they will have you, they will have you sick yeah. sometimes, you know. <laughs> Especially but it's like, they're little kids. Yeah, they do. But like with the high school, I mean, I don't, I don't do that here. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't necessarily rush and run to go, okay, guys, uh, praise God and have a good day. <laughs> right. I was the nearest restaurant. Right. Like, it's so, no, right. it wasn't like that for me. I mean, yeah. if somebody had like some wipes or something and we were about to maybe eat mm-hmm. the bread and the eggs or something, then I'd say, okay, cool, well, I'm about to eat, so yeah. hey, I'll take a wipe. But mm-hmm. not just if I wasn't about to eat, like, hey, anybody got some hand sanitizer? Or, hey, it was nice, but anybody got some wipes? No, right. it's not that serious for me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, people are people. Right. And I wouldn't do that here. I wouldn't want anybody to do that to my kids. If mm-hmm. my kids were to go somewhere else, or mm-hmm. they were to visit my children, if I had them, when I do or whatever, so it's like I just don't. It it wasn't a big deal like that for me. I'm not a germaphobe, you know. And I am. That's the weird. Ooh, right. I'm a germa. Ooh, right. I'm a big yeah. germaphobe. But I think for me, it was just super important to be. I just think representation is important, like how you come off, you know. Yeah. And how you say it's important. So for me, that was always like my top priority. Yeah. Like I just want to make sure. That, like, they walk away saying, oh, okay, like, they were super nice. Like, they didn't make me uncomfortable. Because a lot of, not a lot, but some situations we were in were very different from Mm. what we're used to here. Right. And sometimes when you go to different, like, I've been to other places. Like, if you go to Mexico or Mm -hmm. um, just anywhere else that's not your home, sometimes you can encounter stuff and be like, 
what is this? Like, what are these accommodations? Well, it's not home, you know, right. so you right. can't have the expectation that it will be. Wasn't on vacation. Right. right. That's right. the fact. That was it, yeah. Right. That's another thing. If you sign up for a mission trip, it is not vacation. Mission. It's not. It's right. a lovecation. Right. It's a location. You have to keep that in mind. Because yes. if you come there expecting to sleep on a Tempur-Pedic <laughs> with a big 60-inch coming out of the wall with a refrigerator right. and a microwave in the room, I mean, then you're going to be upset. Correct. Yeah. Because that's not necessarily that. I mean, you know, it's, it's just different. Yeah. yeah. My mom was telling me about um, one of her coworkers' grandsons went on a mission trip to somewhere in Africa, but they were like more so on a medical trip. And so they were like in villages. So they never stay, you know, mm-hmm. like we stay in a whole resort out here, you know. So we're beautiful. very spoiled. It yes. Was, yeah. And it was, food gorgeous. was great. It was gorgeous. Yeah. And so just in terms of like just being comfortable, I think uh, the big takeaway. Well, one of the big takeaways is if you go on a mission trip, it's not about you being comfortable. It's not. Right. You know, it's about you serving people and loving on people and doing what God calls you to do. And I'm just like, for us, I'm like, we were here for a good 10 days. Yeah. 10 days out of your whole yeah. life, you can adjust yeah. to right. whatever you need to adjust Seriously, to. Seriously, if they can live like that every day, yeah. yeah. some people, then, I mean, we can do that for 10 days. Right. You know, like the first night, I wasn't expecting to, to sleep in the in the. I mean, the second night, I wasn't expecting to sleep in the tents. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, hey, it's cool. I've camped before. I'm an outdoorsman. I yeah. get on my ATV and Wait. ride around. You didn't go call it a tent yesterday. I called it a cabin. The first vibe was a tent. High five, because that's exactly what it was on a concrete slab. That was a tent all day. It was a tent. It was. I was but like, oh, I was, my little cabins. I was cool. I was like, you yeah. know what? So long as neither one of those leopards or lions decided right. to come in here with me, then right. I'm fine. I'm we okay. were protected by a guy and the Maasai tribe that was standing outside. Yeah. So anybody True. on our team that's still holding grudges because we stayed up singing and <laughs> reading the Bible yeah, all out. <laughs> Wait, no, it was because we were. I can't sleep. I was jet lagged right. like crazy. I could not sleep. I was terrified. Brandon was scared. I couldn't sleep. Best night sleep of my sleep of my life. I just, but it happened to me when I came home too. So it wasn't like it was just because I was there. Like I just. Oh yeah, that adjustment here. I, I just that's why when you looked over on the second day of safari, I was asleep. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you <laughs> straight sleep. I'm gonna make it. So I guess the big question is: Would you? I guess two sided. Would you want another question? I guess going back to like the black experience. Obviously, it's a black experience because we're all black. Yeah. And so a girl I talked to who went last year, she told me that she was like. It'll be a different experience for you than it is for other people just because of your connection, I guess, to the culture in some way. Um, and when we were going, I was telling Brandy, I was like, gosh, I wish that more like black Americans would go. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people don't go based on the stuff we said earlier, like the, the they stigma perceive. they put on. Yeah. 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 Meanwhile, people are vacationing in Africa all the time. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you how important do you feel? It is for, like, you know, black Americans. Like, if you have a family one day and your son, like, would this be something you push? Like, you need to go? Like, do you think people need to go to Africa? Do you think it's good to go? Would you go back for missions? And would you go for vacation? I would go back for missions. I would go back for vacations. Mm -hmm. I would go back just to go back. Right. I mean, because it's just, it's a different place. I love to travel, number one. And then, I mean, Africa is... You know, they call it the motherland. They call it the motherland for a reason. So basically, I feel like when we went there, you saw why. You, right, you did. You like, saw why. You say that all day here until you like go. Originated, you know, yeah. You know, kind of from there, especially right. like in our heritage and stuff. So I was just like, wow. This yeah. Is really, like where it all kind of started, you know. Yeah. So, uh, it 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 kind of blew my mind. Yeah. To like see all of that. Mm-hmm. With just knowing, hey, this is this is where it started. So yeah, I would go back. I would do a mission trip again. I would go back on vacation. Yeah. I'd have to save for a while right. because I mean, flights are expensive, and yes. I would love to fly first class right. if I could. <laughs> you know, sleep wait, like the sleepers first class? Are you talking the about the sleepers like, first class? Oh, you next level. Just yes. sprawled no. out. Yeah, right. save your money. Wake save me up when it's over. Yeah, yeah. Right. It makes me like last year. I went to Europe. I went to like six different countries in Europe last year. And it made me think, like, why did I do that first? Why did I go there as opposed to going to Africa and just country hopping from there? Like, just having that experience being black in Africa was just like, man, this is what I missed out 
like, oh, I could have went to a whole bunch of other places. Like, I should have came here first. Not that my European experience wasn't good, because it was. I mean, I learned a lot um, of history and, like, being able to put what I learned in school together, just, like, seeing it in person. But mm-hmm. just being in Africa, it was just definitely a different experience. And I'm just like, wait a minute, I can't go not another country right. <laughs> until until I go to Africa. That's how I feel. Unless it's somewhere tropical, like if I'm going back for that, you know, amount of time, like that long of a trip, mm-hmm. it has to be back to Africa. Yeah, it's just awesome, and we only saw like a little piece of it. Right, so. I love, I love, I'd love to see like more of it, like yeah. the developed yeah. parts of it, and even yeah. more undeveloped parts. You yeah. know, I just want to see more of it. Mm-hmm. So, what is like? for you like coming back from the trip because we talked about this the other day how we're still trying to process so much mm-hmm. what is like is there anything that's like just kind of been in your heart about um africa or kenya or just like just from that experience anything you've been kind of chewing on you know since you've been back yeah four words i could do better mm-hmm. and those four words have been just you can do better mm-hmm. just with everything you yeah. know, anything that I may try to do, you can do better. Because it's like going there on a specific mission with a specific purpose, it makes you focus in on, okay, cool, I'm here for this. This is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm. But back when we're here, we don't necessarily purpose our lives to do like missions here. So that's why like when we were in the circle and we were talking about our take takeaways, I said, uh, I think we should not have to travel 10,000 miles to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that kind of shook my mind. So it's like I make myself, I'm a little bit more mindful of how I converse with people now. You know, I'm mm-hmm. trying to make it a little bit more mission-centered. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, everybody's not going to believe. You're not going to win everybody. But I mean, you know, you weave a little bit of Jesus in there. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you, you give them a little bit and then they want to know more. Plant and the then seed. you, yeah, you give them to it. You give it to them, you plant the seed. And then, I mean, you, you show them in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you, knew, you, you do random things to show them you know the, that you have the love of jesus in your heart and you know i'm just like okay i could do better with this i could do better with that i can do better with talking to my uh cousins and stuff because i mean you know family i can do better with trying to get them to come to church mm-hmm. i can do better with trying to get people to come and do different things like i uh went fishing yesterday one of my friends he came with me to the prayer breakfast that we had in my church and then i also invited the other five guys who i went fishing with mm-hmm. but they they were coming from out of town i didn't know that and if they weren't coming, you know, from out of town, they probably would have been there. But I'm like, okay. Normally, I wouldn't have even, okay, this is at my church. I'm just yeah. going to go. Mm. But I was like, let me make a conscious effort to try to reach somebody and get them to come because I can do better. Mm-hmm. You know? So that's been one one big thing that's been chewing on my mind. Okay, how could I do this? when I How could I do better with this? Something I'm going to do, like, when I get back to my classroom is... um. I teach music, so mm-hmm. and I teach some gospel music sometimes in my classroom. So what I can do to I guess win some of those kids to Christ without mixing church and state. Yeah. Because I gotta I gotta <laughs> be aware separate. of the First Amendment. Yeah. I have to keep them separate. <laughs> gotta keep them separate. But so you exact. know, yeah. right? You know, so I can you know maybe have like some sort of concert that's optional for my students to come. You know, I said optional to come mm-hmm. and sing mm-hmm. at my church and you know something like that and then pastor can maybe give a word or something that could be my way of doing better getting mm-hmm. some of the younger generation to get to know who christ is yeah you know? so it was my big takeaway was you can do better yeah i think mine was like i don't think mine was like how can i live on people more than i already live on people which are probably me a psycho All but right. oh, <laughs> she looks psycho saying it right i know but like for me that was just like i, I feel like how can i love on you how can i love you today can i love on you today yeah <laughs> but see i think that's kind of what made the difference like that made the difference in yeah. our connections with each other Yes. Um, you know, just being in such a diverse room a lot of the times yeah. uh, made a difference in how we connected with the Kenyan team because I think we were very intentional about talking to them and just getting to know them. Yeah. And it made a difference, too, about how we interacted with the kids when we got to especially talk with them one-on-one. And I'm like, really, love does change everything. Like, that's it. Like, that's yeah. the secret. Love. Like, genuine love. Gen- yeah. I was about to say that. Yeah. Real love. Not that put on. Yeah, not yeah. that hey, thank you for coming to my church. You know, a little church yeah. handshake, you barely touch me kind of love. Yeah, you know? like, I embrace you. I'm looking in your eyes. Like, how are you today? Because I care. Kind of love. Yeah. Know? Like, how can I do that better? Um, and when people see that and feel that, then it's like, then they're a little more drawn to you and then you can give them that little medicine of the yeah. word. What True. you been yeah. chewing on? 
Um, so I'm still in that process of breaking that down. I feel like my chewing on is to just like slow down and it's there. Like God has put things in front of you. And if I'm going too fast, because y'all know I'm always moving, I'm always doing something. I, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss the opportunity. And in mm-hmm. Kenya, I was slow. I, I've never had days like I've had days in Kenya. Those, those 10 days were so oh, yeah. totally different mm-hmm. than my lifestyle here. And I was able to pick up on things. And even Kendall and I, and I told talked about uh, to you before this started, started recording about things that we picked up on mm-hmm. that you didn't. And so, and there probably were things that I picked up on that she didn't. Mm-hmm. And... I would never have the opportunity here because I'm always going so fast, so Me fast. Too. Stuff mm-hmm. just fly over my head sometimes. I'm like, what happened? What's that? So I feel like that's my bit to chew on and just to to be intentional and be uh, to slow down to see what's in front of me. And mm-hmm. uh, just like you talked about the mission, being the mission, you don't have to go 10,000 miles to yeah. tell about God. We can do that here. You have mm-hmm. to be intentional and slow down and actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I need to chew on that too. Yeah, but I thought that was super important for Brandy because I just seen her lifestyle like it's always running from point A to point B and I think that was the beauty of our, our missions trip and Patrick talked about a little bit about that the other day how our trip is a lot different from most missions trips mm-hmm. where you are like 100% like always focus on the word. Yeah. Like in God and talking about the word, you know, unless you have like a little break other than that, it's like you're always like, okay, Lord, what you want me to say at the next school? Right. <laughs> like, right. What you want me to do? And then we get together and we debrief and we're talking about, we're doing praise and worship and we're talking about God some more. So, yeah. Like that was just a beautiful moment in life where you really got to wake up and in between sleep, just it's all God. Yeah. All. Yeah. All God. Yeah. 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 So that was dope. That was. So anybody out there, you know, who wants to go, I, I definitely encourage you guys to go on a mission trip one, uh, start a missions in your hometown if you can. But if you could just get yourself to Africa, go. Please do. Please yes. Go. Do yourself and your your brain, your disposition, your perspective, yeah. your outlook. Do all of that a favor and just go there. Yeah. Yeah. You won't be sorry. No, you sure won't. All. Well, that's a good way to wrap it up. Yeah. (laughs) All right. We'll be right back with the final thought. Hey, guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, follow us on Instagram at God and Lemonade. Hit the like button and share it with some friends. Hey, guys. It's Brian here with a final thought. Romans 10 and 15 says, And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Today, our friend DeAndre came to speak to us about his experience in Kenya, and we appreciate him for it. Far too long, our perceptions have been negatively impacted by false narratives, media, textbooks, etc. about Africa, but thank God we've come to set the record straight. Mission starts with us, and we shouldn't separate ourselves. The same problems that our brothers and sisters face in other places, we oftentimes experience here at home. So we encourage everyone to step out, join a missions group, or even create one to draw more souls to Christ. Remember, God is in the details.